Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Seed Podcast with yours truly, Kristen and Daisy. So this episode just burst forth on its own. Daisy and I had something planned, and you'll hear how the conversation just takes on the life she was meant to, all of her own. And it turned into a really, really great conversation, amazing conversation about creativity and what that energy is and how we can give it room to breathe in our own lives and how that really is just our own soul coming through us to create and express itself and work with everyone else's energy around it as well. So yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to listen. So let us know what you think. Share it with a friend if you loved it. Follow us on Instagram. The handle is in the description. And I love you so much. Go create and I hope you enjoy. To some degree, I feel like my concept of like what a lot of money is, like I'm noticing it slowly shift too in like a positive way. What do you mean? So like in the past where like I would have thought like $200 was like a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. I still think it's like a significant amount of money, right? Like that's not something I'm just going to like throw at something random, but like I found myself feeling like, oh, like $200 is like an hour of me talking to someone for like a session. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's so in the past, like when I was like a teenager, $200 would be what I would make in like two weeks of working. Exactly. Like minimum wage. working, And I'm like, oh, like I'm not there anymore. Like two hours is literally an hour of me listening to someone talk about their body or whatever. Mm hmm. And it just feels so much more like, oh, that's not a lot of money then. I can make that in an hour kind of a thing if I really like, you know what I mean? Like that's possible, even if that's not the reality right now, like that's possible. And like even this week, this is absurd because obviously it is a lot of money. And like when it comes to actually spending that much money, I would like cringe at it. But I found myself thinking, oh, like $10,000 isn't a lot. (laughs) I go back and forth in those states when I'm feeling good about money I think that way Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I don't have to kill myself to make xyz amount but when I'm feeling like suffocated with the idea of money and very nervous Mm -hmm. then I'm like this two dollar drink is two hundred dollars no for me it's almost like when I actually am like in the act of spending money that nervousness comes in but when I'm just thinking about money I'm like "Mm, it's not a lot of money so then there's like that gap there but like we're getting there like we just need to bridge that gap yeah I was just saying that that is actually very very good point of it being the feeling when you're spending money and then when you're just kind of existing it's two different states and I what I did yesterday actually I was looking at my bank account and I was like oh I'm gonna pay rent this week and then I'm gonna have this much left and it's really not incredibly a lot but then I was like but wait I'm gonna have this coming in and this coming in by like next week 
And then so I went in the calculator app of my phone and I started with zero and then I added what was in my checking and then I added what was coming to my checking and I was like, you know what? And then I'm going to get an extra hundred here. And I just started like playing and it felt cool to like yeah. not just look at that number and say like, oh, that's it. Like I went from zero and was adding and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that that's a it's- nicer way of looking at it. Also, too, it's easy to get stuck in, like, the concept of, like, just your paycheck is money that you're making and, like, forgetting other streams of income because they just feel less real, like, whether that's a private practice client that gets deposited into your bank account or something else. Because, like, I've noticed that, too, in myself where, like, my private practice people, I don't count that as real money, but that's still money that's ending up in my bank account. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm only making this much a week from my job. And then I'm like, wait, no. There is other money coming in. <laughs> had the same exact thing this week because I have my private practice going into a different, che- like a business checking account. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I can just literally take that money and use it. I don't know why I've never played with that energy more. I think I've been always very critical of what I would put out. And right mm-hmm. now, especially with this, because we both like took this leap together and was like, all right, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Let's just make it. We don't know what we're doing, but we'll try. Mm-hmm. And then it's been spilling into other areas of my life. And so like when I did the talk at Laura's job, no, I'm a corporate speaker. That's I'm like I can. Yeah. And then I start a newsletter, and I'm just like less scared mm-hmm. of the outcome, and so I can create from a different place. And I think that creative energy is generative and could spill then into a relationship, money, or other That's things true. that I haven't even thought of. Like I don't even want to put it in a container like what else could come from it kind of thing yeah and I also feel like um like when we get stuck in that like headspace of oh I'm not ready to do this or whatever like we're never gonna feel ready to do this and I know everybody always says the same narrative of like you're never gonna feel ready to do the thing so just do it anyway and but I truly feel like when we just sloppily like jump into action even if we don't have all the details put together like it puts something in motion yes like the energy starts moving versus it just being like this bubble Mm -hmm. that's like staying in one spot like it starts flowing like there's the flow to it there so it's like I've always been like very into like just just fucking do it like I feel like that's always been like something I've been like wanting to do but like not until this year been able to put into practice where I'm like why do I care like just fucking do it open the thing up like put it out there (laughs) literally who cares yeah and then it gives that that energy a space for it to move and breathe because I I think of what you just said with the portal and like opening a door opening a portal it's like it's all this energy there and waiting and then it's like it can like flow through Mm -hmm. and turn into something and I think Like with what you said about like who cares if it's sloppily or the details are worked out and whatever. And because all of that is entirely made up. Mm -hmm. Those are also all things that like need to be learned after doing. Like you are never going to know every single thing that might come up or every detail that needs to be thought of before doing. 
Mm-hmm. It's always a process of doing and then course correcting, like in everything. I truly believe that. Like you're never going to get it perfect the first time. And if you start something and find yourself never refining it or changing it, you probably should. <laughs> you yeah, yeah 100%. And not even for the effort of perfection. Mm-hmm. It's with, to me, and this just came into my head, of meeting meeting that energy of what you're creating and honoring what it wants to turn into and giving it space to breathe and morph and not always stay the same and knowing that that's also matching your own energy or the energy of the people receiving it like I'm never always the same the people listening to this podcast aren't always the same and you're never always the same so of course this podcast is going to change and morph and turn into whatever she wants to become because we're always changing too. So it's not even for like, oh, it has to be perfect and have X amount of listeners or followers or whatever or generate this much income. It's naturally going to change regardless yeah. of anything. Yeah, it's it's cool how you said like um, honoring like, what was the wording you used? Honoring how the direction it wants to change in or honoring how it wants to change or whatever. I feel like the imagery in my mind when you said that is like viewing creative projects as a living thing yes oh I totally think they are yeah that's so it's cool to to think of it that way it's like nurturing and allowing it's like would you not want to allow room for your friend to grow like why would you not want to allow room for your creative projects to grow and evolve too I think of them like children yeah because if I especially with this idea of and this is totally the energetics of like a womb or creative space you don't actually have to have a physical womb in your body but this idea of like creation and it starts from that point so if I am creating from that point and like having a child right like we can talk about the physicality of it that kid is going to grow and morph into what he she they are meant to be regardless of what I do like we see that with parenting all the time in friends lives our own lives whatever that's just a universal truth and then our creative projects are the same thing like yes we are the medium through which they come through Mm -hmm. but that same energy is like Mm. it it needs to be what it wants to be and we have to allow that and of course there's pieces of us in it but like Again, when you and I come together and make the seed, she's growing into whatever she wants to grow into. We're just kind of the facilitators in the process. Yeah, and it almost makes me to think of like the process of socialization. Mm. Because like with children, you were like, even if we're the channel that they come through, they're going to grow into whatever they want to grow into regardless of what we do, right? And that's because of all the other influences on it. And I think the same is true with creative projects because like you create this thing that has only ever been influenced by you and then you put it out into the world where now it's exposed to influence from other people, feedback from other people, love from other people, whatever. Uh, Maybe people want to start collaborating with you and then it like turns into something else because of these other energies that are now interacting with it. And it's almost like this process of socialization for creative projects that allows them to evolve. 
And it goes back to like what we always say about how like we can only understand ourselves better because we're in relationship to another. And it's almost like creative projects can only grow when there's like a perceiver. And that's almost a beautiful way to think about it because I've always feared perception and I know a lot of people do and just in this moment I'm coming up with this thought and I feel like that's so beautiful because perception is what allows creative things to grow and change and evolve too yes and I want to add to that because yeah. I that I is beautiful my mind is breaking right now but now <laughs> I just was reminded of uh, a podcast where this woman, woman Biet Simkin was the guest on it and I don't remember how they got to this point in the conversation, but she was talking about creation and creativity and creative projects and how Shakespeare, when he was writing his plays, had no idea that now in 2023, there's classes at like NYU about these Shakespeare plays. Yeah. And she was saying how, how do we know that the desire of people now the desire that they had for a great playwright a great novelist or a creator like Shakespeare that that desire was not emanating through time because time isn't real to Shakespeare and like helping pull that energy out oh my god and I was like that is cool shit like oh right interaction across like (laughs) timelines yeah holy shit and it just shows like oh my god my mind's broken like you just illustrates the energy of what you desire desires you back yeah so thinking about Shakespeare in his little shack I don't know what he was writing in a fucking cottage I don't know anything about him but he's writing some plays and his desire to create was being met by the desire of the audience for something like Mm -hmm. that and those desires those two parties have no idea right and that that met and some energy was able to bridge that gap because he was open to creating and they were open to receiving yeah and it just reminds you again how everything is one and everything is just this energy of creation At its core, everything has the energy of creation. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I'm actually going to lose my mind now. Okay, so this is kind of (laughs) off topic, but on the same idea of everything has the energy of creation. And I think that energy is soul in all of us, whether it is exactly that or it overlaps with that. There's something in us that is innately creative in my mind. And I was listening to Dr. Zach Bush talk about how he's a doctor, but he's since left like the Western medicine field and definitely adopted more of a Eastern esoteric philosophy and marries it with medicine. So there's some ideas if someone listening looks him up, you might not be in line with. There's others that I really like. So I kind of like take what I like, leave what I don't love kind of thing just like with everything so just want to put that big asterisk on his name but he talks about how and this is something I remembered from all of our fucking like organic chem biochem classes Mm -hmm. where proteins when 
the gene is relaying information to create proteins and then create structures in the body there's an unspoken relay of information and these Mm. proteins just know how to or these amino acids rather just know how to form a protein structure yeah there's nothing telling them that and so you're right like even yeah yeah, finish your sentence (laughs) they're both exploding if anyone can see us right now so he talks about like watching the visual of these amino acids just spring up and create protein structures and i remember seeing those videos mm-hmm. in class and he was and, like, like not oh. thinking twice about it even in class and he was like what do we think that is that's the soul that energy is animating the physical body we know that when somebody dies they are not moving they're lifeless on a table right or the physical body. Let me add that emphasis on that. The physical body is lying on the table. And we can tell a life is not in that body. It looks different. It feels different. It's not. It's an object at that point. Mm-hmm. And we also know. Because he was again a doctor that witnessed near-death experiences. So he was like illustrating how I would see the person dead on the table and then 15 minutes go by and they're they pop back in and they're animated again there is something there and that that i think is a creative energy just wanting to come through and be its most authentic self absolutely create from that place absolutely 100 percent, dude That's like even at the fucking cellular level, like you just explained, there's just this random creation that's occurring at all times. Yeah. And I don't think it's random. I think it's just an area that our five senses that then spill into science and our scientific practice of understanding things and investigating just hasn't been able to perceive yet yeah it's just like too limited to fully grasp it or the grasp the whole of it almost Mm -hmm. craziness dude there is a quote i heard recently that talked about that and i'm gonna butcher it and i don't know where it's from but it was something to the effect of we call things chaos that we just don't have the knowledge about yet like Mm -hmm. something like that things that are unexplainable or the theory of gravity or if something random happens where you're like we brush it off as a coincidence and we don't give any credit to what if there was a purpose or plan just like we understand how I don't know Like, water heats up on a stove. We can explain that scientifically. I don't know. A hundred years ago, probably not. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know when we started having that understanding. But there was a point in all of humanity where we're like, we didn't have the understandings we have. And these things seemed random and seemed chaotic. And Mm -hmm. fire would just burst up out of nowhere or something like that. But now we understand it. So then we're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. that yeah but when you even like really think about those things it still does feel like unexplainable like what do you mean we can just like make water change between states 
magic. <laughs> like, what do you mean water can be liquid, gas, fucking it's magic? It's literally uh, solid. Magic. Like, when I start to really think about this stuff, I'm like, we live in a magic wonderland. We literally fucking do. Like, what is even how? Ha- like, the theory of gravity is a theory, and I understand all the requirements that it takes for something to become a theory, but it's not like the law of gravity. <laughs> right. It's a theory of gravity, which to me, I'm like, all right. And then again, like, we. Take- and that also only really applies, like, who knows? what it's like on other planets other galaxies that we haven't been to yet like yeah gravity maybe isn't a law you know what i mean or a theory even there like with there's clearly aliens that can manipulate gravity (laughs) out there exactly exactly we look through this world in such a narrow narrow lens and that's what contributes to us forgetting about the magic because we're going through the motions and we're not waking up each day like day one Mm -hmm. if we woke up each day like we've never lived on this planet before we would lose our fucking minds oh yeah we would we absolutely would there's a million examples of things that just like shouldn't work <laughs> and they do somehow. Like we and we can again, it's one of those things I'm thinking of fall coming and the leaves changing and we know it's going to happen. We know how it happens and all the chemicals that that change and have to and all the reactions that have to take place within a single fucking leaf. But like just because we can explain it and use these words that we can't pronounce doesn't mean it's not wild that it happens all the time right and it's even more wild when you remember that it's all a system too that plays into each other like it's not just the leaves changing it's like the way that like the trees provide us with oxygen that we need to survive and then we provide it with the carbon dioxide that like it needs to survive it's all just like playing into each other in such a magical way it's not just like isolated magic that's happening it's like all just one magic and again that created that creation energy <laughs> that's just in everything <laughs> literally i think just like the root of every scientific theory is just magic creation magic <laughs> it is. that's why i was just covering my mouth because i was gonna explode i'm like this is exactly what we just said it's that reciprocity that giving and taking and Oh my gosh. Nature is creation and we are the audience. We're the audience. We're the fucking audience. And why do we act like we're the the, like protagonists here? We're yeah, right? (laughs) She's been around so much longer than us and will be here well after us. Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, we will be like one one episode in like one season of Planet Earth. (laughs) Yeah, and I was again referencing another podcast. I don't remember what, who, what, where, when, but they're talking about how obviously, like we just said, Earth has been here the whole time, 
And life, as we understand it through our little lens, started as like a single cell organism and then became a multi-cell organism. And life just kind of exploded there on out over billions of years. And then we had animals that we don't have now. Dinosaurs, mammoths, all these different like this whole like swath of species that were then wiped out and then a more beautiful version came of like all everything we have now and things that we're destroying now but like pieces of land that are just so beautiful and I'm sure it was even more beautiful in some respects back then but then we like generated human life and we can create too in a different way that And, like, not in a better way, but just in a different way than, like, animals and whatnot create. And then so if we become extinct, what more beauty will will result from that? Because life will always continue. Mm -hmm. And it always continues and, like, piggybacks on the last thing. Yeah. Exactly. We're just kind of a stepping stone, I feel like, to whatever is next. And we're, we're making that very easy because of our impact on climate change but I think it will be very interesting because this person I remember was talking about how stress contributes to changes in our DNA right we know epigenetics is a thing and we can see throughout evolution that okay like when stress is introduced to an environment an animal is forced to change And so we are living in such a stressful period of time. And we can look at that in our individual life. Like we are then forced to change. And then on a humanity collective scale, we are all going to be forced to change. And who knows, maybe that will result in some like change on a DNA level, whether it's perceptive or not, we can understand it or not. But I think that's cool to think about too. Yeah, no, that is really cool to think about. I don't know. It's all just so unexplainable, but in the best way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's also just the best way to describe creation. It's just unexplainable in the best way. Yeah, because when I I've started to I guess honor and accept how much I like writing. Mm-hmm. oh by the way i don't know if you've said this yet on an episode but everybody Kristen started a newsletter <laughs> called soul remembering and if you haven't subscribed to it please do because she is gonna be is it weekly yeah every thursday yes comes okay out. yeah you 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 explain it a little more so that i don't butcher i want you to give it the words so For me, what it is, is a place for me to put my thoughts and things that I'm processing because I'm finding the more I work with my own process in that way, I get a lot from it. I feel like I grow immensely and I remember that I am just this soul, this creative thing that is animating this physical body. Mm -hmm. And this soul is an aspect of something greater. Like it is in me. It is in you. Like 
John Lennon, Paul McCartney, I am me and you are we and we're all together, whatever they say. And so I want to remember that. And I noticed that like I'm somebody that journals almost every day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my a lot of my journals I have just never looked twice at. And I will rip through them some periods of time too. Like I'm talking like, I'm not just doing like a paragraph of journaling. I am writing, writing, writing pages of writing. And it's really helpful. And I've noticed I get these bursts of downloads. It's the only thing I can think of just randomly in the day or in the middle, not in the middle of the night, but later in the evening or when I'm sitting outside and I want to put it somewhere because it doesn't feel even like it's my own voice. It is because it's being filtered through my own voice, but it doesn't even feel like it's meant for more than just me. So I'm going to put it in this little container and send it out. And also I feel like it's like a call to the people who think like me. So um, if you are somebody that is sitting up at night and you don't watch Netflix you're sitting there thinking about the fact that you exist then this newsletter is probably for you because that's really where all my ideas are sparked from it's like wait a second what the fuck is happening here and I'm so happy that you're starting to like put some of that out there because I know how brilliant you are. And I know that you've also like, since I've known you been so into journaling that like, I've always thought like, dude, there's got to be some genius stuff written in her journals. (laughs) Like there has to be. (laughs) There's some good shit in there. I look back because I, for the longest (laughs) time, did not like looking back at my journals. And then I would say like this year and not very often, a handful of times I flipped back through and I'm like, I wrote that? What? Yes, you did. And it's yes, really Kristen. Wild. It's wild because I'm like, yes, that's pretty cool. Like, because like, I just, I, I don't know. I want to give myself this. And I think giving myself the space to be gently accountable because it's like, yeah, I want to be accountable and like, release something every week but I have like 10 things already scheduled like it's so effortless the accountability is easy and I think when I have a space to put it it's going to keep coming coming through and again like the portal like you said when I can give it the space the energy is going to move and so and something's going to be flowing through it too like it's going to be like a two-way energy flow yeah, and actually that you said that my friend Melissa read whatever I had sent out today and she mm-hmm. sent like the most thoughtful note back and was I like, it. I cannot stop rereading this line. It was so good. I'm Thank excited you. to read the one that was sent out today because I saw it in my inbox, but I just didn't get a chance to yet. But I'm like very excited too. I'm gonna read that while I'm in bed. Unless do you want to read a blurb of it right now? To give people kind of like a taste of like what it is, like whatever s- segment you like the most. You also don't have to. I could cut this part out, but go ahead. No, I will. I will. Okay. I'll, I just pulled up the email that Melissa sent me this morning because she's yeah, like, yeah. I don't, it's all through Substack. So she didn't want to make a Substack account. So she forwarded me my email back and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I had written, 
How can we be in relationship with something so unconditionally abundant? What do you get the girl who has and gives everything? And it was a question. And underneath it, I responded with gratitude. So in essence, giving the earth gratitude, because that's the only thing that she doesn't have, really. Because again, this generative force that is giving us oxygen, giving us food, giving us water, giving us shelter, every single thing that we have in our homes, even if it is not like a wooden coffee table, the material of it is in some way being provided by the earth. Every single thing. And so how do we, what do we do when we are just in receivership of all of this abundant energy the only thing to do is be grateful and then how does that gratitude then impact how we move through our lives and that's all I think that's asked of us but that was a line that really stuck out to her and she said this I love that yeah she like wrote this whole thing it was cute it was nice I fucking love that what do you give the girl who has and gives everything (laughs) gratitude (laughs) like like oh my god that's that's like such a beautiful and like profound way to like view earth I don't even know dude that's so good I had like I wrote that one when I was sitting by the creek and that's why I fucking love the creek man if anyone has a creek by their house you need to go sit by the creek go sit by the fucking creek (laughs) open a portal by the creek Open a portal by the creek. A hundred percent. It's there. It's waiting for you. It's there. You just gotta walk through it. Literally. <laughs> but that's what happens. I'm just sitting there and I look at that and I'm like, I wrote that. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, yeah, you fucking did. Like that's why I think it's so wild to me when you question things like that. When you're like, I wrote that. Like, have you ever heard yourself speak? Of not course to- you wrote that. <laughs> not to this podcast. Even though this podcast, there shouldn't be enough examples for you. Of course you wrote that. Oh, my God. Oh, man, I don't know. I I need a, all of this. I, okay, this is a really good example of how the more we create, the more we know ourselves. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd be able to read that line. And if you didn't tell me I wrote it, I would look at that and be like, wow, I love that. And then when I know that I wrote it, I'm like, oh, like it just, it's different. And so it's cool because then it's empowering. And that is something that I Mm -hmm. previously and I'm learning to struggle less with. I struggled way more with it, even at the start of this podcast. And so hearing what you have to say and even what Melissa had to say and just saying, thank you. Thank you for that reflection. And Mm -hmm. that is new. Yeah, because it it truly is wild, like being able to look at something you've created and feeling proud of it, because it's also this like energy of like trans. I know we've talked about this before, but like transmuting like some kind of like experience or emotion into something that's like beautiful to read or hear or 
look at or whatever. And like that is like the most therapeutic process ever too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's what I experienced last week in my therapy session, a very intense emotion being transmuted by being perceived by being seen in a very raw way and on the other side of it was a feeling of unconditional love and joy Mm -hmm. and that is the same process that that is the creative process it does not have to be like paint on a canvas it is anything that you are feeling and experiencing that you can see and be a witness to and transform it into something else, whether that's a feeling or an actual something more tangible, like a piece of artwork or a poem or a podcast or a newsletter. It, it could be yeah. anything, but any kind of transmutation of energy is creative and is alchemy and is magic. And is also just everything that's happening around us at all times always just tap in (laughs) literally just tap into it it really is there and I think that our five senses give us the powers to tap into certain things but they're not our only senses Mm -hmm. and there's more going on than we can perceive with these five senses and so when we do get quiet that's why people sit in meditation or whatever works for you When you can get quiet, you might start to perceive through other ways or tap in or drop in or feel whatever thought come up. And even if it doesn't make sense to you at the time, it might mean something more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we end it there. And it was not at all what we were planning on talking about today. Never. I that's so funny too because the plan was we talk about Venus retrograde and I mean in some ways this was that because Venus is all about relationship and reciprocity and how can we be in relationship with ourselves in a way that we can create and generate from that place and with others yeah fair enough it's like this episode had the energy of Venus retrograde or just Venus in general behind it without us even noticing. <laughs> another this episode in real time is an example of just be present for whatever's coming through. And yeah, I'm it- literally gonna shit myself because of this episode right now. <laughs> Truly. You and I are bursting at the seams. And imagine if we stayed in the box of what we planned. We just started talking. And we always do. It never goes as planned. And like, or when it doesn't go as planned, at least. Those always end up being the best episodes. Yep. Best conversations. Because we're like, I feel like too, you can feel our excitement or like the energy of like the thoughts forming in the episode which is like cool to me at least to listen to versus like when we've already like thought of something before now we're talking about it like when we're figuring it out in real time it's such a cool thing to experience it's the proteins or it's the amino acids <laughs> forming themselves into a protein that is the energy of our yeah. words forming thoughts forming this conversation forming this relationship and it's just like building on each other and just creating this whole yeah 
here for this idea to come through. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. So they look at the mRNA to amino acid code or whatever the fuck it is. I have no idea. I wish I had one brain cell for memory. Oh my god. Fuck. I love doing this with you. I love doing this with you. I love you. I love doing life with you. Oh my gosh. I just said to someone today, I was like, Daisy is one of those people that I met her and I looked at her and I was like, oh yeah, nice to see you again. Literally. Literally, literally, dude, our very first conversation, I absolutely remember thinking in my brain, oh, I could be friends with her. Like I, yeah, immediately comfortable around you. Everyone else that we worked with, I was like, "Mm." (laughs) literally the moment I remember always checking the schedule and being like my name Daisy's name where do the days overlap (laughs) like oh I'm six to two she's seven to three amazing yes oh my god those were the best when we would have like that hour in the morning to just sit and fuck around the best (laughs) that was like the podcast before the podcast you know that was that was <laughs> that was when we came up with the idea of the podcast actually oh my gosh we have been talking about doing this podcast and creating it for years and years and years and we just started doing it this year and i'm so fucking happy that we did yeah the timing was couldn't have been better couldn't have been better Whew. all right well, everyone, we love you, too. Thank you for listening. Share with a friend. Yes. All the things. We're Connect so grateful for you. We're so grateful. Yes. So, so grateful. We love every single one of you that's in this community of people with us. Mm-hmm. Our soul family. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. Bye, friends. Bye.